0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: Hey, you're listening to Adulting with Horses, the best place to be if you can't be at the barn. We are your co-hosts and equine authors, Heather Wallace and Natalie Keller-Reinert. As Crazy Horse Girls, we don't take ourselves too seriously in the saddle or out. We celebrate the things that make us different. Join us as we talk about horses and pop culture and get a little weird in a fun way. Thank you for being a little weird with us. So I'm really excited, Natalie. Today we have a special guest host. He is probably America's most famous horse husband, I would imagine. Um... Certainly, he likes to think so. In my so... own mind, I am. <laughs> no, he's one of my favorite people. I'm so excited to have him on, and I hope he gets a little silly with us. Um, Glenn Hebert, welcome to Adulting with Horses. Hey, Heather.
0: Hey, Natalie. This is weird. I'm on your show where you, normally you're on mine. So, yeah. Yep. How the table Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little nervous, actually.
2: Payback's so a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if we were going to have a man on the show, I think you're just about the only one that I would remember.
0: Oh, wow. Well, I'm flattered now. Since you it are is... America's horse I'm husband, flattered.
2: We all appreciate that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is. Coming from Natalie. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. He- Heather will allow anybody on, but Natalie, I'm...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm the game. That's right.
1: <laughs> I like to make Glenn work, <laughs> so... <laughs> We're gonna put him through his paces today
0: <laughs> Now let's be, let's let's clarify this all right uh, normally the only thing the three of us do together is eat dinner and drink at the conferences so we don't normally work together we usually play and drink together. that's what we we're normally doing.
1: but that's what we have this podcast over
2: so it's, <laughs> it's perfect. perfect. Because that's all we do. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: well, Natalie's got her cocktails ready to mi- go. I,
2: it's the middle of the afternoon, I didn't friends. get
0: anything. I, I missed the memo.
1: <laughs> you know, next time we'll have to send out like a special memo about mm. this. I don't know. Uh, I don't have a drink either. I'm trying to be a good parent because, you know. Well, next
0: conference, we will record an episode of this after dinner and drinking. And... Oh. <laughs> Natalie's oh, like, well. no. Oh,
2: I remember goodness. Fort Worth. <laughs> yes. was a yes. lot of fun.
1: Mandy was off her rocker, and we just could not stop laughing.
0: She's normally off her rocker, though. We still won that taxi cab ride. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I know. I
1: love her.
2: <laughs> I but it's exciting. I to stop it's being exciting. the official so introvert insane. and staying home and missing all of these
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, this is what happens. Like Natalie and I will go to an event, and we'll have so much fun. And I'll tire her out so much that she goes home and sleeps. While I'm like, who wants to go out with me? Um, and then I crash because I regret going out
0: because <laughs> I'm so tired. I made the mistake that time, Natalie. It uh, we all went out to dinner, like ten of us, and I offered to pay for some dumb reason, and it was like six hundred and fifty dollars. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> my wife just about <laughs> killed me. So <laughs> then I had to remind her of all the I bet.
1: She's like you're taking all these other <laughs> yes, women out to yes. dinner.
0: <laughs> but then I had to remind her how many horseshoes she's bought at four hundred dollars every six weeks. So uh, yeah. Mm. Oh, so it begins uh, you know, you're getting to the crux of yes, our topic see, here, that was which a I, perfect I love transition you're, you're
1: there. Swinging that back around. What it is. And it's like you've done this for a living, Glenn. It's just <laughs> chef's kiss. Um Yeah, so we're here to talk about horse husbands because you know what it's like to be one. I know what it's like to be married to one, as does Natalie. And frankly, we want to pick your brain a little bit and also stay married, but still not give up horses.
0: We can't do this interview then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you
1: know,
2: I think I'm interested in Glenn's sort of um, origin story. Did he begin as a horse husband? Was he converted to the extreme level of Horse Husband that we know and love today. Um, I have one outside, I'm spreading manure on my garden right now, whom I converted. And uh, not to Glenn's level, he doesn't ride or drive, although he has been known to run a horse <laughs> at Belmont. Um, so he's pretty capable with horses, and he's better at rapping than me, which I hate. Um, but he's definitely that's as, that's as far as the whole thing went. He's not an actual hands-on participant whereas Glenn- I mean,
1: I'm lucky if my husband shows up once a year to the barn.
2: Right, so I feel like we've got a 0% free.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've got a
2: 50% convert and then you I'm just curious if, Glenn, if you're a convert? Or oh, it's definitely
0: a convert. That's no, right. I married into this okay. for sure. Um, and, you know, I was a suit and tie guy. I was in finances. I did financial planning for farmers, ironically, but mostly dairy farmers. Okay.
2: Oh, that must have been depressing.
0: <laughs> it, was, uh, it was hard work. Because I mean, it was Lancaster yeah. County. It was real conservative Pennsylvania, you know. And, mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, I was definitely converted. The only thing I knew about a horse is passing him on the road because I lived in Lancaster County. We had a lot of buggies. Uh, but that's the only thing I knew. And so I definitely married this. Uh, and it took me a couple of years to figure out. I think it takes everybody a couple of years to kind of figure out where, what your place is. Because you think there should be a place for you, and then you figure out very quickly that uh, you don't fit the hole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're very square, and the hole's very round, and you just don't fit in that hole, and you have to figure out how to morph a bit to, to fit into the hole, into that world, um, and You know, I've talked to a lot of horse husbands over the years too, and we all go through the same process. We all go through that learning curve, and you end up one of those three ways. It's 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 ironic you you had those three categories, Natalie, because that's the one of the three categories you end up. You're going to end up somewhere in there, or divorced. That's the fourth category, and you know, and I'm. We're including boyfriends in this too. And I would call it divorce if they don't make it to marriage, uh, because ninety nine percent of the time, if they're with a horse girl, it's because of the horses. Um, I'm convinced of that. After all of my, we are very intense. Yeah, you're very intense, (laughs) and. There's a lot of problems with horse girls. One is they think about the horses first, so we get no attention. That we're especially you've got to consider: we're coming from dating from other people who don't have the hobby, maybe no hobbies. So they're focused entirely on you as the boy, right? And then we go into this where like a give a crap. I can say it here, they can give a shit whether you show up or not that night because they're playing with the horses. And the a matter of fact, they would prefer you didn't. So you're going from the one extreme to completely other extreme, usually in a short period of time. And that takes some learning. And then of course, we go in thinking we know everything. I made this mistake for years, thinking we know everything we had a acre farm and knew how to do everything, quote unquote. And I, you know, and then that caused a lot of friction because I was doing it wrong. Um, and I really was doing it wrong. Um, but you know, you never admit that, because so, you want to be the boyfriend. You know, you want to be that guy who who fixes everything and does everything. But what we don't know is, with horses, it's all different. So it takes a while to go through that. I think it's almost a three to five year process where you truly start to figure out where your place is, what, and it's going to be one of those four places. And usually, if the divorce happens, I think with a horse girl, it's happening in the first five years.
1: Well, I. I wasn't involved with horses when my husband and I got oh, together. Oh, you
0: were just deceitful so then. Taken... You were just deceitful.
1: <laughs> my husband calls it the bait and switch. It is.
2: I do have a very strong yeah. opinion about
1: that, Heather. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had I'd taken, I'd taken some time off. You know, I was living in New York City. I was living my life. I was working in publishing. I was doing all these things. And then after I had our, our first child, I was in very much a depressed, terrible state. And... I was like, I really think I'm going to get back into horses. I need something for myself. And he was the one who encouraged me. And now I tell you right now, he probably regrets every second of that conversation. He was desperate at that point. since that, <laughs> oh, you know what? He really was. And I don't think he realized how zero to like 150,000 I would go. Um, but that's kind of a horse girl for you, right? You're either all in or you're not in at all. And um, so it took me about ten years to convince him that we needed a horse, and then it just has gone downhill for that.
0: <laughs> so I have a question if if you if you had had horses and were really into it when you met, would he have hung around?
1: Oh, I think he would have thought fu- I was much sexier, actually, because I probably would have been a lot thinner back then. <laughs>
0: You know what? I think uh, part of the
1: reason my husband. We are and I pretty shallow. That would have worked. I'm,
0: very-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting so many great perspectives right now. This
2: is amazing. I'm so glad well, you're I'm here. Well, I'm just, that. I'm a
1: very independent person and so is he. So I think he would have thought that that was like something really sexy until he saw how much time it took. Right. Because even the other day, he told me, he's like, Why are you so obsessed with this Mm. horse? And I said because he tells me he loves me every day. He makes me feel pretty, and (laughs) he wants my attention. Like he does all the things I wish you would do as my husband, (laughs) except I'm like, why didn't you make dinner? Or you know, yelling at me because like, oh, the kids made a mess or whatnot. Like I get my love and affection from the horses.
0: Okay, Natalie, your turn. That's not helping my situation (laughs) at
1: all.
0: (laughs) I was just—I just wrote divorce down here, actually.
1: Yeah, but but Glenn, here's the thing. I think I am magic because my husband is now forming a retirement. Like we're building a farm in Vermont and he is helping me build it.
0: Yeah, but he's leaving to go there uh, long before you retire. So <laughs> that's
2: probably <laughs> true. Well, if that's, I mean, sometimes that's the 50%, 25% maybe instead of zero inversion. Because when, like, for example, Glenn was with somebody that was 100% in, and his mindset was, I could be the guy who does this stuff, right? And I was remember I was telling you, Heather, my husband says, I want to be the guy. Whenever I say, I want a guy to do stuff, right? I'm like, I want an air conditioning guy, and I want a plumbing guy, and I want a fence guy, because I don't want to do any of that stuff. I just want to have a guy. He says, no, I want to be that guy. Not like your guy, Natalie. Just you know, self-sufficient dude. and Thank God for YouTube. So that, <laughs> yeah, big time. Although a lot of people on YouTube seem to be mainly focused on building their own tools, which is very disturbing. Where they're like, "Well, for I, uh, I put the drill and I attached it to the baseball bat, and then you put the feathers here, and it's very scary." I'm like, "Don't do that." But the what are you yeah, watching? That's what I was oh, just. Wondering. No, I swear to God. <laughs> And this was just to put augers into the ground to, 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 to for a shelter for the horses. And he was literally... He built a tool to do this. I thought I'm this like, was Heather's
0: territory, actually.
2: Put a crowbar through it? What do you it Google or what? to find yeah. that shit? Because I want it in. Uh, let's trade, because I don't want to be anywhere near any of the DIY stuff. Um, But it's... It, sorry. With <laughs> your... When you're... When you're I when, when I met my husband, I was 100% into horses, but I knew I wanted to do other things, too, and our other things meshed better than the horse thing mm. did, and it has been, there have been a lot of hard work and a lot of mistakes made along the way to the place we are now where we have done many of those other things, and we have settled down with the horses, But don't you think that's true of
0: any marriage, even without horses, that you have your things that are together, and they kind of, over time, it settles into something else a lot of times. Uh, It may be something else you like doing together, but it changes over time. Uh,
2: Well, I don't know. I don't know a lot of married people, to be honest with
0: you. Yeah, they never made it through the first five years.
2: (laughs) Yeah, basically, I I know a lot of divorced people, and I know a lot of people who are in, like, relationships that I would not... uh, (laughs) One for myself, so I basically consider one hundred percent do not recommend relationship of all time. <laughs> yeah, big time would. not Well, recommend. I mean, your
1: husband cooks for you and he cleans, and you yes. know, you've you've trained him well, Natalie.
2: Well, he's the house husband, which is what he wanted. Yeah. So it worked out because I wanted to write, and I was tired of trying to write and work a full time job and take care of the kid and all of these things like the last time I was working full-time and cooking and cleaning etc we lived in New York City and we were mostly just doing takeout at that point point. and it was like well well that's this is the a place wash. to do takeout though I mean if you're gonna
0: do takeout that's a good place for it <laughs> yes. yes
2: this is true I was you know on a really good first day yeah, basis but it's expensive. with everybody at the shawarma place right but uh you know it ended up working out so that I will work late into the evening on my stuff, and then he's doing everything else. He's the kind of guy they'll come over, put a drink in front of me at six o'clock, and be like, "Maybe wind down." <laughs> um, but then he he wanted to Heather's just dreaming hard. right now. So the out.
0: look on Heather's face is precious. <laughs>
2: I'm uh, honestly—I've told Heather this so far. I would settle for literally. nothing. I feel nothing like crying right now.
0: <laughs> I feel so bad for you. Right already,
2: I would settle for nothing less at this point. I would—I if anything uh, were to happen, I would just be like, "That's it. I live alone now. Period. I will never tolerate any other human in my space."
1: <laughs> well, I—I I am of that too. Like, I—I I think in my relationship with my husband, I'm definitely—I think Glenn can agree the man like I am and he's masculine and he's wonderful whatever but like I'm very independent very bossy I'm very I know what I want I, I don't hesitate to get it and I'm not afraid to ask for it now that being said my husband is the same way and so there can be a lot of passion but also a lot of conflict and so for us to be on the same team we have to find the same team like he'll never be the guy who wants to spend all day at the barn But he does want to be the guy who hacks out the the riding trails and maybe has a good gallop every once in a while. Mm. Right. So that's pretty good. It's kind of finding the stuff he likes and then incorporating that. Like he's a big mountain biker. He's a big snowboarder. He's pretty handy and he needs that outlet. So I'm like trying to focus him on the things he likes so I could spend time with him doing what I like too together.
0: Well, we uh, Jamie and I have always said that, that it, it works better if if the guy or the spouse it can be a woman too. If it goes the other way, it works better if they have a hobby that they really want to that they they can spend time doing their hobby away from the house in the barn. Otherwise, they sit there while you're spending half your day at the barn pissed off right so because they don't have something like that so it does work better if they play golf or whatever that is that hobby is you know the one of them is uh one of them uh, that i one of my hosts is astronomy he actually has a complete telescope thing with the dome and everything um so you know it it can be anything but if they have a hobby i think it works out better
2: yeah, I think you're, I think I do you're too. absolutely right, right? And hobbies, there's lots of studies about how hobbies for adults can be harder to come by or even not necessarily encouraged. Like we're in a sport that a lot of us start when we're little kids, whereas most other childhood sports get abandoned because there's just not really support for them in the community. Like my husband is an excellent athlete, I have no idea where he would find an adult team to do anything fun around here, yeah, the only um, adult teams you see is baseball is 18 and maybe under.
0: baseball uh that's the one I could think of Fantasy
2: football <laughs> that's the yeah. thing right this the hobby becomes watching professionals do what you wanted to do. While drinking and feeling sorry for yourself,
0: (laughs) that pretty much describes it, Natalie. That could have been me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong about the last part? That's what I do when I watch uh, badminton. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um.
0: (laughs) But you know, it's your geek is coming out. You say that tennis was my sport, which was a good. I meant badminton. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, So tennis was my sport, which was a good one because after I played it really actively until I was almost forty. And that was one of those sports mm-hmm. you could do, but anything team sport is tougher. Uh, yeah, those team sports are tough. Yeah, you're right.
1: Well, and it's it's yeah. Natalie and I have even talked about like making adults make adults making friends as an adult can be difficult. So for our husbands as well, it's the
2: same thing. We moment we were recording a podcast about being nice to our husbands, hmm. but wait, I thought we <laughs> we didn't have
1: to be nice to them. We just wanted them to be horsey, right? <laughs> Well, I'm I think it's a
2: catch more flies with honey <laughs> situation here.
1: <laughs> Do you know how I met the Connie and Allison at Reading Out Equestrian?
2: No, you have to tell me.
1: Oh, my God. So okay, it must have been like 2017 or 2018. I have to double check, but I was working at Jersey Fresh, which is like a big... International cross country three day eventing um, thing here in New Jersey. And they had a booth. So I walked by and I'd seen them on Instagram. And I literally just put on my big girl pants and I walked up to them and I said, Hey, I saw your Instagram. That's so cool you're here. I've messaged with you and tell me about your product. And they didn't even have any product yet. They just had a couple of like pre sale items. I bought one of the first ever jumpsuits and I've made them be
2: friends with me ever since. That sounds like something you would do, right? It's an internet love story, but it's one that you Heather are just, you're able to just say, you know what? We're friends now. And I appreciate that about you. Yeah,
1: And I love yeah. their products. Like their product is how I met them, but really Connie and Allison are just super cool human beings who decided they wanted to create a line of brand apparel for women. That was pretty and not, let's see masculine (laughs) right like for lack of a better word and honestly every time like every year they come out with a better and better product so every year they release something new and every year I have to buy it (laughs)
2: because it's really that good what an incredible skill set and talent to have because if there's one thing that's not cute it's getting dressed for the barn in the winter you know, I'm usually trying to see how many layers of Goodwill sweaters I can get on and still move.
1: I feel like that's a challenge we need to play with a little bit. <laughs> it look like a bulky. Well, that's uh, the thing. You can go from, I could go from my office wearing actually cute clothes. I could just throw in my coveralls and then go to the barn. And it doesn't matter what I have underneath me. I'm warm and I'm dry and I'm not bringing home dirt and hay because I just take my coveralls off before I get in the
2: house. What a huge asset, even in the winter, especially because it gets dark so early. It's not like you have time to like go home and change into your barn clothes. And I don't know if you've ever changed barn clothes in your office bathroom, but you shouldn't. You should not do that, Heather.
1: That's a good PSA for everybody.
2: (laughs) People will laugh at you and you will have to explain so much to them. And then every time you leave like 10 minutes early because you're sneaking out to the barn, they know. That's what you're doing. You can't say, oh, I'm going to pick up my kid or whatever. No, mm-mm. they know you're going to the barn to play with your horse because you put on your filthy clothes in front of them.
1: So now if you have a running out equestrian, right, a out. coverall, you yeah. sneak out, you mm-hmm. put that in, uh, you know, right at your car and you're good to go. Nobody knows the difference. Yes, exactly. It's diabolical. I love it.
2: It's important. It's about balance, work-life balance.
1: <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> I thought it would be really fun for us to maybe go around one by one and say one thing that we recommend not doing to your horse, spouse, partner, or husband, wife, um, in order to keep things good and happy. (laughs) So like a what not to do. Hmm. I'll start. And I will be honest that I'm guilty of this. Okay. Okay talking about horses constantly even though i've tried not to do that apparently i still do
2: what else is there to talk?
0: <laughs> and it drives me crazy there you go <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean he's like checks the out nukes? my daughter's all ride i ride my husband checks out when he hears us talk about horses how about you guys does anybody have a what not to do
2: Well, I would say don't ever downplay, even if you're in a horse break when you meet the guy. I think you should make it very clear. You should sort of uh, out yourself and be like, look, at one point in my life, I rode horses. And the statistics indicate that at some point in my life, possibly when we're like, um, in a very precarious financial situation and we can't afford anything to go wrong at all, I will get involved with horses again. That's just this. That's just the data backs me up here. So you need to be aware from the get go that while I appear normal, <laughs> I am in fact just a horse girl in disguise. I think you well, have appear to normal. So you're just, just gonna hand your red flag out on a platter. Yeah, it's coming. Wrap it it's in a ribbon. It's not going away. I am living proof. I keep quitting and coming back. And <laughs> I just think it's really important to be upfront and honest, even when. And you looked perfectly normal, Heather, when he met you. And there it was—the horse. Gene yes, was but in did there. I act normal is
0: the. No, I was just going to say something, <laughs> yes. but I chose it was not
2: a to. completely unrelated.
1: <laughs> oh, but Glenn, this is where you should say something.
0: <laughs> you have
1: my permission.
0: This is so. <laughs> so I have two. One, one from the guy's side is never say it's me or the horses, because it'll be the horses and there's that divorce again. Um, okay. so that's, but guys say it all the time and they lose that battle. Um, mm-hmm. and, th- and then resented for it for the entire length of the rest of the relationship, which won't be long anyway. Um, but then, for for me, when I, this especially years ago when we were dating in early marriage, is the constantly being late to everything because of the horses. That's one thing that drives us crazy, is just the constantly being late because of the horses. Now I learned since then
1: the barn time black hole. Well,
0: and I've learned since then that if you're a per. I'm the husband, so I have to talk about wives. If you're the woman who is late because of the horses, you're probably late anyway because of something else. You're just the late person. Well, I'm always late. Well, that's late. it. You're the late person. As, and you're just either a late person or you're not a late person. I learned that later. You know, we blame the horses early on because it can't be the spouse's fault because she is still sexy and all of that stuff, as Heather said. Um, so, at, but you learn that, you do learn that later is that they're just late people and they're on time people. And why does a late person always end up with the on time person every single relationship? Why does that always work that way? So the being late, uh, you know, you just learn over time that people either late people or they're not late people, but why does one always marry the other? It's always one late person and one not late person, then they're married. It just always works that way.
1: Well, I It's think- a balanced thing because I'm the early one and my husband's the late one. Really?
2: I can't decide. Yeah. My husband's probably an on-time person. My problem, if I may defend myself, is that <laughs> she took this I always leave... <laughs> I, I, well, I'm the late person, and but I, I always leave out prep time. Like even in New York, I would be like, I have to be somewhere at two o'clock and it will take me 10 minutes on the train to get there and it will take me five minutes to wait for the train. So I will leave my house 15 minutes early. I left out the walk to the train completely or even just like <laughs> the effort of locking my door and going down four flights of stairs just, just gone. And I'm still like that, like. I'm always one minute late to podcast recording because I leave out the part where I have to like turn on my computer and <laughs> like, open up stupid Chrome that doesn't work on my computer. <laughs> just every time. It doesn't matter. I always... And I'm always crap. 10
1: minutes early.
0: <laughs> yeah, she was here when I got well, here today. And,
1: and and that's why Natalie, you and I work. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what it is. Like I wanted... I- I'm a planner. I'm an overthinker. I mm-hmm. just appear frazzled, but really... <laughs> i would be so much worse if i didn't plan i am very clear when i have barn time when i go to the barn he says how long do you need and so i'm very good about never pushing past his expectations so that he can go out and do what he wants to do right um that's kind of our nice mid-range right so we both get to do our fun things
0: And then after you've been married a long time to a horse girl, you just add an hour or two to that every time, whatever they say, just add an hour or two. And then they're not late until that hour or two extra is done. Uh, That helps us mentally doing that.
2: (laughs) It's almost like we should be making a a list or a guide. (laughs) You know, like, let's write these down for folks. Number one, (laughs) expect them to be an hour late. (laughs) Number two, Wait. it's never going to be you in a horses versus them. We, we've <laughs> had
0: so many boyfriends on the show. We seek out boyfriends to talk uh, and get them on the air to talk them out of marrying the girl. And it never works. Oh. They always end up doing <laughs> it anyway. So apparently, no matter what we say, it doesn't matter.
1: Awesome. Well... I'm so easy to buy a gift for. I'll tell you right now. Just go to the tax store, get me a gift card, and we're good. <laughs> it's true, right. right? Like, I'm very, and I'm, I, I don't need, I'm not high maintenance. I will literally go from the barn out to a bar, wearing what I'm wearing, with zero fucks to give. And I, I'm probably, you know, I, I probably look a little rough, but like some guys like
2: that, right? Like I get free drinks. I think that's <laughs> I get a perk. Free drinks. I think, I think our low maintenance, like, okay, we're spending on those horses, uh, but I think our low maintenance um, in appearance and in non-riding clothing, et cetera, I think those are all perks. Like, I've never had my nails done in my entire life, but I just spilled a ton of Keratex on them, so they're going to be in great shape. <laughs> That's true. You, you know, always know dent. what bills you're
1: getting, right? <laughs> it's never for the yeah. pedicure place. Well yeah. what I along those lines, my, my second what not to do is fill your garage with extra tack <laughs> because now I have a lot of stuff that I need to sell or find somewhere to go because I have a shopping problem and there's like I have seasonal things, right? So like in the summer, I use my summer stuff and then I flip it. So all the extra stuff is sitting in my garage and my husband wants to murder me. But what
2: does he want so to don't put be there?
1: Mean. Maybe you need a 50-50 this garage because he probably just wants to put bike stuff there, right? Like, let's be real. Oh, he's got his own section. He just wants it to not look like messy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah.
2: I've never had a so, garage and I gave that's... away almost all of my possessions a few years ago. So that one I'm not
0: really... You know, the, the one though that really <laughs> shocks us horse husbands when we first meet and it's still... Sh- kind of shocks you to this day is the car is what the car or the truck looks like. It looks like a hoarder house. It's so bad. It's awful. You don't even have a place to sit. It's,
1: it's probably dinged up. It's definitely full of dirt and hay. I clean out the inside of my car once a week and it still looks like it's been used
0: in the And that's without kids. That's pre-kids even. It looks that way.
2: <laughs> it's a car. It stays it's, outside. Yeah. It's meant for being outdoors. Yeah, but it looks like I a hoarder
0: house. A um,
2: don't go in it.
1: <laughs> but you might need something. And then you have it in your truck. Yeah, you want it in what the What if house? you need that extra, like calming pace what if you need that extra sheet what did you what if you need it glenn
0: <laughs> how about the three works worth Imagine- of clothing that's just thrown in the back uh how about that how about the the all of the mcdonald's bags that have never right been now. thrown away that are buried under the three weeks worth of clothing
2: well that's like being a mom like, that's- <laughs> yeah what i used to have a mcdonald's toy under my seat and i didn't know what it was it just every now and then something would chuckle when you went over a bump <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it turned out it was a she peg- thought it was the <laughs> car <a> <laughs> peg- <laughs> <a> peg- <laughs> it went it went <laughs> or something like that
0: <laughs> That's funny.
2: and then I liked it so I left it there but that was a mom thing I didn't like I didn't I only trashed my car with hay and sand definitely sand I mean these are these are minor things right I don't wash my car that would be insane it's outdoors why would I wash it like that just gonna get dirty the next day correct it's under a tree it'll be fine <laughs>
0: So maybe it's not even just the car, and just a lack of respect on that one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think I just have a lack of respect for anything that isn't, um, like, directly used for horse keeping purposes. You know, like yeah. I will say,
1: my husband, I know better. I do not push him and get in his pristine vehicle from the barn. I will go (laughs) shower, change, and get. Otherwise, we're taking my car. So. You know, I know his limits, and that's a hard (laughs) limit for
0: him. And it goes back to the other thing. It's always the opposite. One's messy. It doesn't even have to be horses. One's messy car. One's clean car. It just always works that way.
2: That's got to just be how the chemistry between two humans works, is we're supposed to balance each other out, because two messes equals a disaster. Equals a TV show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, and you can't be too similar either or you'll drive each other insane and someone will end up, you know, buried at the bottom of a hill. So I think it's better to to balance each other out and learn a little bit from them. But, uh, yeah, I think there's like a lot of things to be said about and I don't think enough credit is given Mm -hmm. to our partners because it is an all encompassing hobby that we have and it is a passion And it does take up a lot of our lives. So you need a really strong partner to be able to stand with you or let you do your thing. And I think that's unrecognized a lot of the times.
2: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think um, we have to take some of that upon ourselves, not just in who who we're allowing into our lives, if they're going to be tough enough for it, but in how we bring, you know, in how we uh, present what our lifestyle looks like and and like in our honesty uh, and and like we've talked about helping them find a place that works for them that works whether they have they're going to have other hobbies that have nothing to do with us or whether they're going to slowly become part of this piece of our lives if we're going to be buying them that husband horse someday So we can take him on trail rides, or annoyingly, if my husband had ever started riding, he would have been better than me instantaneously. So I'm really glad he didn't. But (laughs) well,
1: my husband has no fear. Like my husband would probably kill himself in the horse. Like he just wants to get on and gallop if he's gonna ride. (laughs) So I don't let him do that. And I told him he needed to learn to steer first. But part of the plan is he actually said when we have our farm. I think it's a good idea for me to have my own horse. And I said, I think that's a great idea. I will pick the horse for you and it'll be your horse. And maybe we can go ride together and that can be our, a nice little thing that we do. And he said, that sounds great, but when can we gallop? And I was (laughs) like, I'm out. (laughs) But he did ask, so there's, you know, there's there's something. If I don't ruin it, I could
2: have like a great horse husband mm-hmm. in ten You're years. You're right. <laughs> You've recognized that the seeds are there, and you are very slowly just fertilizing here and there and letting that grow into a beautiful plant. That's just what like I'm my doing. My plants are growing in the rain. I
1: just can't <laughs> come in like a wrecking ball and <laughs> ruin that plant.
2: <laughs> have to nurture it. You're right. We need to make we need to have plans, and we need to move slowly. This is good, exactly. Glenn, don't listen. Exactly, <laughs> this is not for men's ears. <laughs> I
0: think I'm beyond that, actually.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's I think so Glenn's proof away. that it can happen. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Glenn's proof that 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 men can be groomed into becoming horse husbands. Yeah. Um,
0: all the listeners keep saying, "What's the? You should. You're not a horse husband anymore. You're just a horse person because I own a horse and I drive and all that stuff. But I don't put the bridle on, so that's where I draw the line. I don't do bridles. Wait. Wait, I don't what? put the bridle on. I don't I never have. I just I Why just hate it. He puts his head up and it's a pain. That's your My thing? thing. That's like, where I draw the line. That keeps me a horse husband wow. and I don't do the bridle.
2: It does. Mm. You're right. You're okay, hobbling since so Jennifer sir. does that for
0: you. <laughs> yes, yeah, she does that for me. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's fascinating. That's nice. That's the least she could do for getting you involved, right?
0: <laughs> and there have been times, ironically, over the years, I've owned more but horses it... than her. So <laughs> 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 it's, it's been ironic. I've had two or three, and she said... No, well, and I uh,
1: love... I mean, I see videos or photos of you guys going out together, and you driving, Scooter, and her riding. And I just think that's like that's what I want one day.
0: I took up driving because I, I, riding scared me. I just... It just was too scary for me. I couldn't do it. So, you know, I had to do something. So I thought, well, wow, this driving thing looks like fun. And, you know, for me, it's fun. But there's a lot of riders that hate driving. Uh, you know, And there were some horses I owned over the years. The first Hackney I owned, she wouldn't even go in the cart with me. Jennifer wouldn't even go in the cart. That horse was wild. <laughs> yeah, was she? He was wild.
1: I, I would be a little nervous getting into a cart for the first time.
2: I think it's scary, but I kind of am now picturing my husband driving like a very fancy mini, and I like this idea. I might put this into my long term. There you go.
0: I have a little pony. It's perfect. (laughs) Yeah, you've got Manny. A little pony.
2: Well, Manny's twenty (laughs) three.
0: Yeah, maybe. Although (laughs) he's
2: he's earned his retirement. (laughs) My first pony
0: I drove to thirty (laughs) five, and that that pony didn't die into the forties, so
1: it probably wanted the job. Yeah,
0: and I think that's what kept that kept her going was she was she felt useful she loved to drive so but she was sound and healthy
1: oh yeah right, I'll, age I'll isn't it. anything but a number i mean if they're physically fit and they have the desire i don't see any reason why any horse should be retired just because of age
2: well now y'all are just making but that's me a whole of <laughs> they're not wanting to do anything with this mini <laughs> I, I think minis it. are a different story.
0: <laughs> minis have a life of their own. Well, minis will tell you. Yes. Yeah, they'll
2: tell yeah, you. Yeah, but you they start that when
0: they're two. No, no, no.
2: <laughs> I just grab them by the mane and haul them around. I don't even halter them. <laughs> oh my god! You get the halter well, for the fair. Just as a quick aside, did you
1: guys see the video of the little mini who was who was uh, trying to kick the the people riding on their trail horses, no. and the mini got in front of them and tried to like get the trail horses to... It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's basically me trying to tell my kids what to do.
2: (laughs) No, mine was fighting with Ben last night. Like, it was like the Black Stallion meets the Island Stallion. The two of them were rearing and screaming and kicking out with both my legs because I got a new bale of alfalfa. So (laughs) they had to fight for dominance over it. my goodness. So,
1: Glenn, I I told you, we, we do, like an adulting win of the week. So every time we record, we kind of focus on something horsey or non horsey that we're proud of accomplishing that week. Does that make sense? Yep.
0: Okay. Can I do last <laughs> week? Natalie, why don't you
2: start us <laughs> with that? Yeah, you, sure? I mean, we have to come up with new ones because we already did adulting wins of the week this week.
1: <laughs> I have a list of so you- three. I was like, which one will I say?
2: <laughs> um, all right, Natalie, why
1: don't you go ahead and take this one. <laughs>
2: All right. So my adulting win of the week was um, somehow I successfully finished the first draft of my upcoming book and started the revision. And at the same time, I arranged for my son, who is two and a half hours north of me, and his girlfriend, who is two and a half hours south of me, to get together for the weekend. There was So much driving and I had lunch with my mom because I very successfully combined picking up girlfriend and meeting my mom for lunch. So I accomplished all of these family goals (laughs) over the course of one tiny Labor Day weekend. And uh, I also managed to get three hours of sleep amongst all of this happening. Wow. It was impressive. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. 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 Monday I got home. About 1230 in the morning from the final run and uh, the cats had me up delightfully early I think at five so (laughs) yeah you're not a morning person (laughs) I'm not I'm not I got I got up this morning and way too early and I went back to bed I just couldn't handle it
1: because I was I know I I think our messages
2: were waking you up (laughs) No, it was um, waking up and realizing it was raining on my new hay bale (laughs) and going out, pulling the tarp over it. That'll do it. Set your pants on fire.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so my adulting of the week is, well, it's very pure. I think a lot of people would appreciate this. My kids started school again. So they're back in school. And now I can go to the barn. I can work and I can day drink even all in the same day. <laughs> all so in I'm the same day. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> mm. I mean, you know, overachiever much, right? But I'm just saying I could <laughs> and I'm very excited about it. So, um, you know, by the end of this the summer, the kids start bickering and fighting and they're over it. And so now I have a little bit of freedom and I feel like a million dollars.
2: Congratulations. That's outstanding. I'm still wearing sweatpants, but that's fine. So, I
0: got my hair done. <laughs> Cure, COVID cured the I, world I, of the sweatpants phobia. I have to slowly phobia. go back into the world. You're good. It really did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're good.
1: I, you know, I showed up to the barn one day in loungewear, and they were like, "Why are you wearing your pajamas?" I'm like, "It's loungewear. Okay, it's cute." <laughs> They're like, "That's not a thing." So, their people are used to me right now. <laughs> 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 Glenn, how about you? Do you have an adulting win? I
0: think it's going to be even my adulting win for the month, though, rather than the week. Um, I'm just—I'm proud of everybody at Over at Horses. In the morning, we've had a spectacular uh, month celebrating our 3,000th episode that we did, and it's just—it's uh, actually kind of makes podcast history. So we're—we're uh, we're really proud of everybody that works on that show.
1: NBD, like no
0: big deal. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, it's and it was fun huge. because I got to go to the podcasting conference podcast movement immediately after we did the three thousandth episode and a bunch of them knew that. So that was kind of fun. We kind of celebrated over there and it's just was neat. It's neat to see the thing and you guys being here and to see the thing that I started now sixteen years ago. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, really really grow to maturity. You know, we're not we're not we were babies and in diapers and then elementary school and kindergarten and middle school and high school. And now I feel like we're graduating and going to college now. So I'm very proud of that. And you guys with your brand new show.
2: Well, we'll, get, yeah, well you're the, the king, king of all podcasts. And you know? we're just learning yes,
1: from the, best. the king is here. And <laughs> we so appreciate you having us and trusting us on the Horse Radio Network.
2: Well, uh,
0: I trusted uh, Natalie to keep you brave. straight. That's what really <laughs> we came down to.
2: That's how you know I've never gone You know, out with, I like to keep you on your toes.
0: <laughs> Heather said, I <laughs> want to do a show. I said, Is somebody responsible going to be on it?
1: <laughs> I said, No. <laughs> I think I did say
0: that to you, actually.
1: <laughs> you know, Natalie, I am responsible for my own chaos, but Natalie's I so. responsible. I think Natalie's the straight guy to my
0: yes.
2: <laughs> weirdo. <Yes. laughs> I really, yeah, I am. I'm like, <laughs> If uh, if we if we went out as a couple, I would just I would wear the dark suit and you would wear the cocktail dress. Yeah, and... <laughs> with sequins,
0: she'd be Dolly Parton. Yeah. yep.
2: And I would just stand
1: there with my martini and just nod. <laughs> I'm actually debating. Yep. Well, I'm debating dyeing my hair for Equine Affair like something like horrific, like a bright red or purple or pink, and just making it a conversation piece. I know Lat- Natalie's face in this makes me want to do it today.
2: <laughs> I want to do it right now. I, what, um, the, yeah, just remember our color scheme is already quite bright and consider clash clashing potential. Just well, you
0: know, you're don't do like, but the color scheme is red and bad. white. You could go blue. That work.
2: Should the French. Flag. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, blue. <laughs> <laughs>
1: maybe I'll just get a blue hat. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll just do a hat. Now, I feel like I'm traumatizing Natalie in advance. And, and uh, Glenn, I don't know if you know this, but Natalie and I are going to be living in the same house during equine affair this year. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, and it was my idea.
0: <laughs> you volunteered for that? I don't think anyone's ready Do you know for her?
2: <laughs> I, I so apparently, she, apparently not well enough. <laughs> she indicated to me previously that she was often tired after events. No kidding. And... Took baths and went to bed. So that's (laughs) this is the information. Natalie, it's called a hangover. I won't. It's called a
0: hangover. That's (laughs) what.
2: She's quiet and
1: I
0: can
2: sleep. I don't care. Okay. I
1: never, (laughs) I never get roaring drunk at these Mm. events. Okay, because I've seen what happens Mm. when people do, and it's not pretty.
2: Well, you know, you get roaring drunk when you drink a whole lot all at once. Whereas you and I just start in the morning, (laughs) and just go throughout the day and so we just stay smooth (laughs) it just takes the edge so it's really
1: so glenn when natalie and i concocted the idea for adulting with horses we were at the world horse expo in pennsylvania and she goes i picked her up at her hotel and she goes heather we need to stop at cvs i need orange juice for my vodka (laughs) okay i was like this is what we're doing so we're drinking screwdrivers to wake up and then (laughs) we found the unicorn winery place down the road down the 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 row that we had and so we then we had to try the fruit wine and it just yeah but we did go back to our resident hotels we did not go partying we talked about partying That was good and we ultimately chose not to and then we went to bed yeah yes wow so let this be known i'm all talk okay (laughs)
0: If anybody wants the truth, no. they can email me.
1: But Glenn, somehow you still invite me out. It's a mystery.
0: <laughs> Somebody <laughs> has to be the life of the party. Every party needs one of those. And it's you. Let's not pretend. <laughs>
2: yeah. I think there was a curb your enthusiasm about that, right? Like the, <laughs> the person you invite to the dinner to take care of the entertainment.
0: That's right. You, you need one of those. You need that person. Yeah. If you don't want to be that it person, be, you have to I invite somebody. I'm
1: not offended by this at all. I think this is a very much an honor. I feel very honored, actually. You should. This is you should. Fabulous. Now I'm going to be invited to everything.
2: <laughs> we need yeah, some Glenn, I can. To Glenn and I space. rile
1: each other up. Yeah, we do. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you guys for allowing me to hang out. Glenn, thank
1: you so much for coming on and like having a chat with us and keeping us in line about how not to treat our horse husbands. <laughs> yes, I'm be kidding. nice
0: to us.
2: You give us hope. That's right. And we cook we for You're you. A wonderful example of uh, somebody who was gently included and brought into the fold and. The driving thing really does make me think. So you've given me something to think about with with my own husband. And uh, I think there's
0: hope for all of us. There you go. There you go. And remember, we cook (laughs) for you.
1: And I think, yes, we like that. (laughs) It's true. Well, and and the important thing to note, too, is like every relationship is different. You got to find the balance that works for you. But just make sure that the balance works for them, too. Right? Yeah. I think that's the key. Thank you for being a little weird with us, Horse Girl. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your player of choice. Follow us on Instagram at Adulting with Horses Podcast, or even better, join our Adulting with Horses Clubhouse on Facebook, where you can become part of the show. Also, it's a great place to meet other Horse Crazy Women.